Hallelujah. Gospel Message Week 19. Time for Self-Reappraisal. Time for Self-Reappraisal. First, before I go into the message for today, I would like to give thanks and praises to the Almighty God, Jehovah, who has remained faithful through it all, to his promises of our lives, for keeping you and I, and of course our loved ones, safe and secured through this pandemic. It's not by our power, it's not by our might, but it is by his special grace, though we are not righteous or perfect, but through his divine grace, through, through it all, he has kept us and he has secured us. So I say glory, honor, and dominion be unto his name forever. Hallelujah. May God be praised forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother in the Lord, just like any other person, everyone else, I know we're all still trying to make sense of everything uh, that's going on with this pandemic called COVID-19 that suddenly descended on the entire world, brought their superpowers to their nails, granted the entire world in less than a month of its outbreak, and infected more than 3.5 million people and also took a quarter of a million lives globally. The situation is so frightful that one is tempted or you begin to ask, is God in this? Does he know anything about this situation? Of course, God is in it. The Bible makes me to understand that nothing, absolutely nothing, happens without the knowledge of God. He is aware of everything. He knows the end from the beginning. So this definitely is God sending a stern warning to the entire world that we have sinned and fallen short of his glory. And he's telling us, you and I, brethren in the Lord, that he is still pretty much the ultimate supreme power and he is still the director of all affairs. And I strongly believe that this is also God knocking us on the head and telling us to take a deeper look at ourselves and also at the state of our relationship with him, try to appreciate his love for us, repent and reconcile with him before he is late in order to dwell with him in his kingdom. The whole world is turned upside down. We have sinned in several ways. We have committed sins in several ways against ourselves, against the anointed ones of God, against our fellow human being. And I strongly believe that this is God sending a message, as I mentioned earlier on, for us to take a deeper look at ourselves, see what we are doing wrong, see what we have done wrong, and see how we can make amends before the time is over. Beloved in the Lord, when this whole uh, pandemic uh, uh, thing started with confusion and fear enveloping the mind, I took my Bible and I asked, Father, what exactly is going on? Speak to me and give me a clearer picture of this situation. As I opened the Bible and looked, behold, it took me to Matthew 24, and I began reading from verse uh, 4. 
It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Verse 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. Verse 8, All these are the beginning of sorrow. Brethren in the Lord, the message is clear. God has predicted this already in the Bible. And he's saying to us that even though all these things are happening, they are bound to happen before the end time. Before the end time comes, all these situations that we're going through now with the pandemic, with war, with earthquake, there was a recent earthquake in, um, uh, I think, Puerto Rico. All these are signs of the end time. And God has said, the end is not near. But it is the beginning of the end. Brethren in the Lord, the Bible has said it all. It is the beginning, as I said. And what God is telling you and I, beloved in the Lord, is for us to tighten our loins firmly, submit our totality to him, do away with the vanities of this word, and serve him more diligently. Because right about now, I tell you, that the word is in a state of warfare, and it is a war without guns or human soldiers. It is a war without borders, a war without ceasefire agreements. It is a war without a war room and without sacred zones. And have you observed also that the army in this war is without mercy? It is without any milk of human kindness. And it does not have compassion. It is a great equalizer with no respect for the young or old, black or white, irrespective of creed. It does not have respect or regard for leaders of this world, so-called superpowers that have become less powerful. It does not have any respect or regard for the leaders or subjects, not even for governments or places of worship. This army has no intention of any regime change, but rather for character change in you and I. Its only agenda, as we have seen so far, is a harvest of death or cleansing, which the law says will happen before there's going to be a cleansing. And then there's going to be another one before the end time. And this, it has been able to achieve without any gun. Turning to the Bible now, Jeremiah chapter 3, uh, reading from verse 12, says, Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, says the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, says the Lord, and I will not keep my anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree and ye have not obeyed my voice says the Lord turn O backsliding children says the Lord for I am married unto you 
and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Brethren in the Lord, the message is clear. God is sending a warning. It says, it's time for us to proclaim the coming of Christ. And we should return back to him because we have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. Return back to me, ye backsliding Israel, not only to the Israelites, but also to you and I as his beloved ones. And he said, he will not cause his anger to fall upon us because he is a merciful God and he will keep his anger and, and he will not keep his anger forever. Sorry. So what he's asking us to do is to return back unto him. Search our heart, search our souls and see what we are doing wrong and see how we can make amends in good time. God is sending a warning to the entire world. As I mentioned, we have all gone astray. We have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. Time to reassess our ways and return back unto him while he is still near. This is not a time to cry about bread and butter. It is a time for sober reflection. It is a time for rededication of our lives and service to God and to humanity. It is a time for a ceaseless prayer and seeking the face of God, seeking forgiveness of our sins. This indeed is an unprecedented time in our lives. You will agree with me, but let us try to do a little better with our relationship with God, with our fellow human beings. The book of Joel, chapter 2, reading from verse 12, uh, verses 12 and 13 says, um, Therefore also now, says the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and render your heart and not your garment, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repented him of the evil. Beloved in the Lord, the message is the same. Turn back unto your Lord now while he is still near. Do not rent your garment, but rent your heart and your soul, and turn back unto him with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Show that you are remorseful. Acknowledge your transgressions. He is ever ready to forgive us of our sins. And he says, if we turn back unto him, he is a gracious and merciful God. We all know that, slow to anger and full of compassion and kindness. And he is ready to forgive us and take us back as his children. As I mentioned earlier on at the beginning of this um, message, we have been kept alive, not by our own righteousness, because our righteousness before God is like a filthy garment, but it is by his divine and unmerited favor. We are not perfect. We are no more righteous than those who have been consumed by this virus. But because he loved us so much, he shielded us, he protected us, he kept us from this ravaging virus. This alone is worthy for of us to give thanks and praises unto him every single day, every second, every minute of our lives. When you go to sleep, and he gives you the grace to wake up in peace, in good health, you should give thanks and praises. Because it's not our power that we're able to sleep in peace and wake up in peace 
to move around, to do whatever thing we need to do. And when he gives you the grace to eat, give thanks and praises. Because there are many on the throes of death. The hospitals are being overwhelmed by the number of cases. But we have not been counted as one of the numbers. Glory and honor be unto his name forever and ever. Amen. Finally, brethren in the Lord. It is my sincere prayer that Lord God Jehovah Almighty will open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to see what we're doing wrong, where we have gone wrong, where we have gone astray, and bring us back to him by his own mighty powers and divine inspiration. So that we can be counted among the worthy ones. And may he continue to protect us all and shield us under his mighty arms and bring us out of this stronger and better than we were. And I pray that when this is all over, when he decides to recall this uh, coronavirus, may none of us or even our loved ones be missing when we are ready to give thanks and praises to him in his sanctuary. In the mighty name of Jesus, we shall all meet again in peace and in greater joy, in happiness, in good health, and in sound mind. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.